Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, Cojourners. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm excited we have a poem submission for this week, and the poem comes from Maria Garcia. The piece is entitled, The Year of the Horse. In my wildness, I was unencumbered by the bonds of love, commitment. I was free, or so I thought. I didn't realize I was corralled by fear, bridled by loneliness. I ran and ran and ran for miles, unaware I was running in circles, confined and safe, until I found the gate opened. I ran with abandon, ate sweet grass, and reveled in the fresh air, awed by the endless horizon. Beautiful, Maria. Beautiful. It is so important as we come home to ourselves that we realize the ways in which we are often running in circles, running in place, trying to keep ourselves safe when we really want to live an abundant life, a fulfilled life, when we are seeking freedom and liberation on the inside, but fear can keep us confined from that which is our possibility. And so I am so grateful for you sharing your poem with us. And I would encourage all of you, if you write poems or vows to yourself that you like me to share on the podcast, please send it to me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. For today, our topic is coping with feeling overwhelmed. Coping with feeling overwhelmed. There is so much that we are facing, so much that is on your plate. And for some of us, we enter into seasons where it is beyond stress, where you literally feel like you are on the edge, that you are breaking, that you cannot carry it anymore, that it is just too much. Uh, you have the desire for everything to not only slow down, but for it to stop that there was a building of pressure and then it gets to a tipping point where it is affecting your mental health, your physical health. When you are overwhelmed, you may be irritated. When you are overwhelmed, you may feel exhausted. When you are overwhelmed, it may show up with insomnia and loss of appetite. When you are overwhelmed, you may be resentful or angry. And most of all, you are fatigued, that kind of bone tired, soul tired, that a single nap will not fix. And so for those who are overwhelmed, I hold this space for you in this moment to know that I see you and that you are not alone. 
that there are so many of us that have been stretched thin, that are carrying so much, and we want to give ourselves compassion, but also we need some concrete strategies in order to not only cope with the feeling of being overwhelmed, but actually shift our lives so that we are not living from that place perpetually. And this is particularly challenging in the midst of a pandemic. And for many of us, this feeling of overwhelm did not start in this season. For some of us, it is something we return to many times, that it is seasonal for some, and then for others, you may have crafted your life in such a way where you are perpetually overwhelmed and stretched thin. And sometimes it is not by your own doing, but by life circumstance. And so I know some of you as you're listening are saying, I didn't sign up for all of this. This is my life. These are the cards I was dealt. This is the circumstance of my birth or my employment or my family life or my finance or the political environment in which I live, the culture in which I was born, that this is the body in which I dwell. And with that comes demands on my labor, demands and expectations that are heavy. And so I invite you on today to start with cleansing breath, to tune into your breath, because often when we are overwhelmed in that panic, we can even hold our breath and hold ourselves tightly or rigidly. And along with taking breath, I invite you to give yourself permission to step away from something that many of us are doing too much. And when we're trying to do too much, we end up letting a lot of balls drop, that we are not even performing at our capacity, that we're not doing what we could do because we have nothing left to give, that we are in a place of running on empty and you cannot go very far when you are empty. And so I wonder if on today you can give yourself permission to step away from something that might look like taking a mental health day, that might mean changing your mind about a commitment you have made if you are overcommitted, that may mean going to take and lay down and take a nap. What can you step away from out of all of these things that are demanding your time and your attention and your energy and you don't have enough time, you don't have enough attention, you don't have enough energy to do everything. And so for my own wellness and so that I can do some things well, I choose the holiness of no, the sacredness of no, of learning how to set boundaries out there so I can have wellness in here. I want to let you know that you have 
nothing to prove that you are already enough. And sometimes we end up in these cycles of overwhelm because we feel driven to prove to ourselves or to others that we are productive, valuable, adequate, smart, that we are a quote unquote good person. And it can really be to the neglect of our own souls, the neglect of our emotional and physical and even spiritual health. And so I encourage you to make a commitment on today to give a holy no, to give a sacred no, to set a boundary, to step away from something so you can step back into the sacredness of yourself, to step away from something or someone so that you can come home to yourself. That as long as we are running around out there, chasing that which is just beyond the next corner, we are often running farther and farther away from ourselves. And so I invite you then to expand with courage the list of things that need to be removed from your responsibilities or your assumed responsibilities or your to-do list. We started with one, stepping away from one thing, but when you are overwhelmed, I am clear that there is more than one thing that needs to be removed. If it was just one thing that was causing a little stress for you, I know that you could manage, you could juggle it depending on what it was and the severity. But when there are many things that continue to show up and pull at you, I wonder if you can add to that list some additional things. And I want you to know a no for now does not mean a no forever. Sometimes we have opportunities or offers or requests that are some things we would actually like to do. And yet the reality is there just is not enough time, not enough hours in the day, not enough energy in your body. There is just not enough. And so for some of us, these no's may be temporary, that I would like to do this in the future. I would like to help you out in this particular way but I cannot do it in this season, in this moment. I cannot do it this week, or I cannot do it today, or I cannot do it this month. And I know for some of you, you were raised to never say you can't, right? That all things are possible. And so if saying I cannot do it doesn't work for you, I invite you to consider I choose not to do it because I want to only do things that I can give full attention to. And this request deserves more attention and time than I have to give at this time. Yes? So first have your one thing or one person or one role that you're willing to take pause from, to step away from, and you decide if that is temporary or permanent. And then if you can expand from the one thing 
to more than one thing so that you can begin decluttering your life. When you have so much on you that even at night you are dreaming about or staying away thinking about all of the things pressing on you, it may be time to clear some space. Clear some space so that you can breathe. Clear some space so that you can heal. Clear some space so that you can flourish. Not only that, when we are overwhelmed, along with taking breath and setting boundaries and being willing to say no, it is also important for us to develop the capacity to ask for help. So many of us are trying to be a one-person show, trying to be a mini messiah, trying to prove that we don't need anyone. And again, some of us were raised with that mantra, I got it, I got it. No, I don't need anything. No, I don't want anybody to know I'm struggling. No, I want to convince people that I am a superhero and I never bend, I never break, I never cry. And the reality is we are human beings and that sometimes it gets too heavy. And I encourage you not to wait until you have completely collapsed before you ask for help. Sometimes we will say, I don't want to be a bother while we are taking on everybody else's stuff while also trying to carry our own. And those who love you, those who care about you, or those who care about the larger piece that you're working on will want it to do well and want you to be well. It is a gift of intimacy to allow people to help you. It is a sacred trust to let people know that you need support, that you need help, that there is space and room in your life for other people to be a part of your journey and of your process. So I encourage you to think about who are the people or who is the person that you're willing to risk asking for help and what are the concrete ways, the specific ways in which you would like their assistance. Some people are willing to help, but cannot read your mind or don't want to overstep your boundaries. And so they are waiting for you, looking for you to say how they can help. Now, for some of us, this will mean healing ego. And when we are ego-led, then we can feel like, I feel important when I am stretched. Some people feel important when they're overwhelmed. Some people feel important when uh, there is so much going on at the same time and yet balls are dropping, right? Health is crashing. And so for us as an act of humility and care and compassion for ourselves, for us to be willing to open the door and to let other people in. And that may be a family member, a friend. It may mean reaching out to a mental health professional, a therapist. 
It may mean reaching out to get help with what you need to do at work or what you are doing around your home. It may mean seeking out help and support for your children or for your community. Whatever work you are doing, if there is a way that you can invite people to help you carry it, it can give you some breathing room. So not only is it important to ask for help and to interrogate within yourself to question what your hesitation is to asking for help, and often it is based in overgeneralizations that you'll say, well, I asked before and people let me down. Well, one, that was then, this is now. Two, those were the people you asked then. So I'm not saying to ask the same people. It may mean to look for other people, whether it's other professional people, whether those are other friends, reaching out to other relatives so that we extend our circle and see what is possible. So consider not living from the wounds of disappointment and being willing to ask for help. And for some of you, it was not disappointment, but you received messages growing up that you can never show weakness and that you have to always present as if you have it all together. And I want you to know that is unsustainable and it is also unnecessary that in our humanity, that there is something both healing and empowering in actually letting people in. And when I let people in, it does not only mean I let them in to celebrate my wins, but I also let them in to get support when I am tired, when I am frustrated, when I am overwhelmed. And as we think about uh, this experience of being overwhelmed and not letting people see that a part of our healing will be in expressing it. And so not only with words, but some of us have unshed tears. And so even if as you're listening on today, if you want to embrace yourself with a hug, if you want to place your hand on your heart or your belly or place your face between your hands, and just take a moment to breathe and see what may come up in the body. Sometimes when we are overwhelmed, the body will have a tremor or a shaking. Sometimes when we're overwhelmed, there are tears that come. Sometimes when we're overwhelmed, we have migraines or nausea. And so tuning into how your body is communicating to you Enough is enough for us not to ignore the signals in our body, but for us to respond with compassion so that we can actually live well, so that we can actually be well. So I want to encourage you to start expressing yourself more to others and also to yourself so that the overwhelm does not have to be a secret. The overwhelm does not have to be a shame, 
but that there ought to be some sacred place, some sanctuary, some refuge, some real friends, some real loving, trustworthy partners where you can tell the truth about what you are feeling and not have to package it, not have to perform, not have to present it in a certain way where we can be real. I invite you to get real with the overwhelm and in the realness, the healing begins to come because it is additional labor pretending like you have it all together when you can feel it cracking and crumbling on the inside. Not only that, but to address our overwhelm, we also need to adjust our expectations of ourselves, for ourselves. That for many of us, it is not just that other people expect too much, which is when we need to set those boundaries, but it is also what we expect of ourselves that we can treat ourselves like machines. We can treat ourselves like robots. We can erase our own needs and ignore our own anxiety and fatigue and continue saying yes to things that are beyond our capacity and then demanding of ourselves to stay up late, to wake up early, to skip meals, to do whatever we need to do for these one million things and then adding a million and one. And I want you to know the truth is you are brilliant, you are gifted, you are capable, and you are a human being. And your wellness and your balance are important. And so it is not just about what is the most I can do in any day, in any week, in any week, and packing my schedule to capacity, but it is giving myself grace, compassion, patience, love, so that I do not add burdens to my own back, that I do not participate in my own dehumanization, ah, that I do not participate in my own oppression and subjugation, that I do not participate in the abusing and misusing and overusing of my own body temple. And so I hope you on today will make some shifts, some changes in your expectations, not only what you want to do less of or require less of for yourself, but as I shift my lifestyle, I want to create time for more of some rest, more for joy, more time and space in my life for imagination, more time and space in my life for love, more time and space in my life for healing, more time and space in my life for play. Yes. So as I adjust my expectations, I look at what I want to stop requiring of myself, demanding of myself, and also 
I want to begin to expect for myself, to anticipate for myself a life that I love, to create, to co-create, to manifest a reality that has some peace in it, that has some joy in it. And so this is a way releasing my overwhelm, not in the moment, but in my lifestyle so that it is sustainable. There are also things we can do in the moment when we are feeling overwhelmed. We can go for a walk. You can watch a funny show. You can call a friend and either talk through strategizing how to deal with everything you're carrying or also have conversations with friends that are a distraction or a detour from all of the worry. Sometimes you just want to shift your mind, your focus, your attention away from your to-do list and just talk about the things that will make you smile and things that will make you laugh. In the moment when we read for pleasure or listen to a podcast or listen to music, this can be a way of releasing that sense of overwhelm. Connecting with nature can be another way of settling ourselves to go and stand next to a tree, feel the strength of that tree, the presence, the longevity of the tree, the rootedness of the tree, and just stand and be present. You might lean your back against the tree. You might sit down under the tree. Communing with nature is a way of reminding ourselves how large the universe is. And when I think about how large the universe is, it puts some of my worries in perspective. That maybe some of the things that I am making so large in my mind are not so large in the grand scheme of things. And so we think about releasing our overwhelm both in the present reality and in the long term. There are ways of also reminding us and restoring our hope and our faith by feeding our spirits and looking at the things that inspire you, whether those are the stories of people who have made a difference in the past or the present, reading about their lives, watching documentaries, getting in the presence of friends that inspire you, looking online at videos of people talking about their life journey and how they address the obstacles that are similar to your obstacles. And so nourishing our spirits in prayer, for some of you in fasting, in meditation, in reading. What are the ways I can feed my spirit so I am not constantly in a state of panic, so that I am not constantly in a state of running, as our poem said, running in circles. We also are aware that touch can be calming and healing. We talk about the presence of others as being a source of co-regulation that can help to calm us. And we also know not only the presence of others, but touch can be healing. 
So whether that is an embrace, whether that is holding hands, whether that is making love, whether that is even self-massage, resting your hands on your heart, getting a manicure, whatever it is to think about what are the ways that I enjoy touch, what are the forms of touch that are available to me, that are healthy for me, that restore me, so that I am reminded of this precious temple, this body, this body that deserves care and rest and pleasure and joy. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Thank you.